Hey there, Hit Like a Girl Pod listeners. We've got some exciting news that's too good to keep to ourselves. You all know Grace Minton, whose stories have captivated us over the past couple years. Well, Grace has been doing such an amazing job with her show, High Tea with Grace, that it's time for her to shine even brighter. Yes, you heard that right. High Tea with Grace has graduated to its own show with its own brand new RSS feed. While we've loved sharing Grace's episodes as special bonuses on the Hit Like a Girl pod, it's now time to give Grace the spotlight she deserves. So what does that mean for you? To continue enjoying the compelling stories and insights from Grace, head over to your favorite podcast platform and hit that subscribe button for High Tea with Grace. Trust us, you don't want to miss out on what she has in store. Her latest series is dedicated to understanding the VC funding world, aka fund like a girl. Thank you for supporting us and let's show some love for Grace on her exciting new journey. Remember, search for High Tea with Grace and subscribe today. Hi, I'm Katherine Ayers Wickenhauser from Direct Trust, and I'm so excited because today we have a special interoperability hero spotlight that's also a crossover episode with the Hit Like a Girl podcast. Our special guest today is none other than Susan Clark, the health IT rock star, and I'm so excited that she's recently been spotlighted as one of Direct Trust's interoperability heroes, and I'm excited for you to learn more about her and her background today. So Susan, welcome. Will you please introduce yourself and tell us why you're passionate about health IT? Sure. Well, first I have to say what an honor all of this is to do interoperability hero and hit like a girl in one one swath because I am a big fan of both. So yay, thank you. Shout out to Joy Rios for uh, allowing us to do this. So, um, but the how and the why and why I'm here and why I get up every day actually started a really long time ago. And knowing that you'd probably ask me like, where, where's this come from? I was actually laughing at myself in my head because I grew up a big fan of Golden Girls. And so if anyone watches Golden Girls, I know Sophia, I want to say, picture this, Sterling, Illinois, 1991, and <laughs> that Sterling Health Clinic, and I uh, actually had just come back from a uh, first year of, of college not knowing what I want to do, um, and just needed a job, and had a friend who said, hey, you want to go to the clinic and apply for something with me? I was like, okay, and um, I got a job as a front desk person, which, you know, these days they call patient access, we call them reception, whatever. Um, and I've been in healthcare ever since then, uh, in some way, shape or form. And um, I think that's always important to start my story, because it's right at the ground level, that you really interact with such a variety, understanding the patients and the providers and the whole flow of the clinic, because you're right in the middle of it all. And and the, you know, the pains that people can go through be when the process doesn't work. So that was the part that got me just, my brain was always like, okay, I know and everything was on paper. I know I dropped that lab order in the lab basket, yet this, they're calling me because the patient's there and they don't have an order and it would just be infuriating, um, misfiled papers and charts. And so I have been trying to get information connected to where it needed to be for 
30 years. <laughs> that's a really long time. But that's that's truly why I do this every day because I know it's not solved and I want it to reduce burden on um, the clinical staff, the patients, and everybody involved. Mm -hmm. And so often, so many of us have stories like that too, right? Mm -hmm. Especially in, in the interoperability side of health IT, I feel like there are so many people who share a similar sentiment. I do, you know, that one of my first jobs was filing medical records into paper charts and working in a paper chart room and, you know, fast forward and here we are in the age and advent of interoperability. So I think it's so relatable and, and seeing the patient experience too, and that perspective is so key to informing where we go and knowing that there's a better way. And so and educating those who I know you've interacted with people who have only academically looked at health system or, or economics or what or, or technical. I have only been a computer person their whole life that trying to bridge that that in between of what the experience of the person at the other end of the, the very important work they do. Totally. Totally. And, you know, before we dig deeper into today's conversation, I want to take a second because, you know, you've earned this nickname of, of the health IT rock star. And so I'm curious, what is your background? So besides, you know, starting in this patient access kind of type of role or, you know, being a receptionist and seeing the healthcare journey, what other components of your background led up to this point for you to earn that nickname? This is, this is my fun story that um, I have always loved performing. I've loved dance and music and, and just being, being on, in front of everyone and, and dreaming of being famous one day. Uh, and that, you know, one, once upon a time, I, I heard you give love a bad name by Bon Jovi and, and it just said, you are going to do this. And so I went and I started playing bass guitar and uh, actually got a, scholarship to which was my first year of college was in music as a as a bass player um but I really really wanted to be more of a rock star than a an academic musician I found out in that first year that not that I couldn't do it but I didn't really love it and so that's why I just went well we can't be spending all this money at this private college, uh, got to go home and figure out what to do next. And so that's how that started. But, you know, so I, I really, um, but I never totally lost that dream of thinking that maybe one day I would be in a band that opened for Motley Crue, you know. Um, but so that's when I got my home job and, and kind of moving forward all these years in the many uh, spectrums of healthcare. So through through um, what uh, three colleges, uh, two states, uh, many organizations, uh, I've moved through clinical care delivery, delivery, and then managed care, and student health, and IT, and policy, and HIPAA, and I feel like I got a new dance going. On like we we can make a dance out of this. I always said I wanted to make interoperability the musical, but that's we're not going to do that today. But it's still a, another dream. Um, you know, and while I was going to school and all this, I still played in band. I played in metal bands. I played in party bands. But um, so that was still all working in the background. But I did all of these varieties of um, of healthcare that kind of felt like they were going all over the place. <laughs> between uh, but 
it ended up being perfectly coming together that it, it's almost a symphony sort of thing that that I have all these components of of writing the the symphony of how they go together um and then a few years ago as I've been acquiring all this knowledge and, and getting more confident in sharing it and connecting it and doing all that that I thought you know I still love performing I still want to perform probably not going to open for Motley Crue heartbreak but I went but how do I turn this into still being my pet how do I combine my my dream from from teenagehood to my dreams of today and that and I thought that will give me a platform to to launch this and I so I came up with hashtag health IT rockstar um some of our our friends in the um the health IT marketing and social space you know like I consulted with like John Lynn and Sharice and like, how do you do this? How do you, how do you take your knowledge and really inspire people? And this, that's, that's my, that's how it came to be. And I want it to grow even more if it's going to do, do good in the world. And I, I love how you tied that, the, the symphony component and so many different pieces of your background. And I think, you know, for, for so many and, health IT and, and women in general. And part mm -hmm. of the, the stories that the Hit Like a Girl podcast showcases uh, and amplifies her stories of, you know, multiple paths converging and kind of mm -hmm. enlightenment of, okay, there is this path forward. Everything was leading up to this. And it, it seems like that's a little bit of your background too, of you have all of these different components of healthcare. And we know, you know, working in health IT, we know how disparate and sometimes disconnected healthcare is, and we're constantly trying to bridge those gaps. And so I love that idea of a symphony, you know, bringing all of those pieces together and how the pieces of your background kind of informs where you are today and that rock component of it too. Like, let's do something fun and innovative with this and make sure that we amplify this message and get it into the hands of the people who need it. And I am looking- amplify on purpose just right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just have to call it out. <laughs> maybe, maybe, I don't know. You know, it just embedded in my Didn't mind. Didn't mean to but... derail you, but that was pretty funny. <laughs> no, but I, but I do want to hear, um, I, I am interested in interoperability, the musical. I think I've seen that floated, that idea floated out there on Twitter before. And so, yes, that, you know, that needs to happen at some point. But I want to bring this back to now. So, you know, you've talked about kind of your background and these different components, where your nickname comes from and um, and your wide breadth of experience, but bringing that all together. So what does that look like for you now on a daily basis? So how do you pull those components um, of your background together? Like what's a day in your life look like? I guess it's good that it they don't match like there's no I you know remember days you'd work it at the where you worked a, a queue and you knew you were going to have to you know code so many encounters and close them out and, and balance at the end of the day and that's what tomorrow was going to look like too um the, these days it's it's all different and I think that's the kind of the upside of when working in a consulting environment is um 
for the good or the bad, sometimes you're at the mercy of the contract that comes through the door because of our, our wonderful sales <laughs> sales team, and they are wonderful of that and, and who's available at the time it comes in. And that I have, um, well, when I first started with my, my current company, Brilliant, I came in working almost entirely for the state of Indiana. So that's, and I still work with them uh, on, on multiple aspects. So um, with the Indiana Family Social Services Administration. So I really was focused on state government, but there was uh, less need coming into the summer. So I was had less hours with them. And all of a sudden it was, hey, you have availability. Why don't you work on this? And why don't you work on this? So, so this year I've added, um, I'm really focused on strategic planning um, for a few different things with, with a you know, state uh, data strategy, with federal um, scientific advancement strategy, with a, and I think we're, that's a really good fit for me is because I love to do order of operations. I, I, I say I'm, I'm not a project manager. I only play one on TV, um, but that component is what I really love, like really breaking down uh, what needs to be done and then giving it an order and and kind of and addressing it in that way. So strategic planning is a big thing that we work on. I do a lot of um, policy and, and trends monitoring. So and then translate that back to, hey, state Medicaid, this is the part you need to care about. So when a 3,000 page rule comes out, um, the health IT coordinator I work with, I can have you know processed it, maybe not every word, but I know what to go to because I've been doing this so long and be like, hey, uh, you know, there's another interoperability thing that just came out. It was kind of buried in this Medicare rule, but it's Medicaid and they're like, Okay, let's go do it. So that that's the fun stuff I do because I feel like I'm really helping uh, move through things forward. If I could just read policy and talk about it entirely as my job, that would be my dream. So I'm I'm trying to get there. Uh, <laughs> but what else? To, I mean, that's a lot of it, and so and a lot of like what's coming out with Tefka and you know new new rules and trying to stay ahead of. Hey, everyone, you know, electronic prior authorizations are coming. Be don't, you know, like, let's plan for this. What do you need for funding? What do you need for resourcing? Um, so that's that's a lot of my day-to-day -day work. Um, but I, as far as my job goes, but I also um, am a volunteer for, uh, I have been in, you know, for um, state HIMS, but mostly AHIMA, American Health Information Management Association. So started regional, state, and now I am the chair of the Advocacy and Policy Council, which has been uh, my favorite role because that's my favorite thing. And that's also where I really, really learned how to influence, how to um, recognize that not everybody knows everything and um, you can really go out there and um, talk to legislators and, and talk to um, just advocate for what our needs are. And that's, um, a lot of what I do too. So when, whenever I'm posting on social media, I'm wearing so many hats and it's so, it truly is authentic. Like I'm like, okay, state needs to know this, HIEs need to know this. And then, you know, oh my gosh, my health information members need to know this. And um, I just trying to, I guess, 
to public good. Is that, is that what we'd call it? That I yeah. really want to share and and get people the information they need to know. Sure. And I mean, again, your wide background and having worked in so many different areas is so key for that. It's just the different perspective that you're able to put yourself in um, when you're having that that conversation or when there's a new piece of information coming in and being able to connect the dots. So key, like knowing strategy of where we go and who needs to act on this. It's huge. And I think one of the first ways that I interacted with you probably was in the volunteer setting through AHIMA. And that I think was maybe one of our first introductions. Um, and just also how important that is, you know, there for so many people, we we have our roles and we have the things that we do in our professional role and organization, but there's other opportunities out there as well. And I think you've provided a prime example of how to get involved and then how that benefits uh, your professional role as well. You know, the professional and personal development that comes along with that. And so certainly something to encourage other people in health IT and interoperability and health information management, especially women, um, to get involved in. Yeah, network is everything. I always say that when I, I love meeting with students too, because they're like, how do I get started? And I'm like, mm -hmm. get involved. Because that that network, you know, you never know where they're going to turn back up or, or give you insight or ideas or, or connect you to your next role and here's we have a we have a guest visitor this. we have a guest <laughs> uh this is cincinnati my cat and i couldn't do any of this without her uh walking on my keyboard periodically um sending emails that just have sixes and question marks <laughs> in them or whatever so that's hopefully you have that email delay turned on you know quick quick it tip you know make sure you turn on the the email oh, yeah. send delay of a few seconds but um so okay i'm interested too so you've talked about the the professional role your um volunteerism and and how you connect the different people that you work with and the ideas and the technology and all those components you bring them together so your perspective is obviously huge, bringing these things together. But I'm curious, looking forward now, what what excites you? What are you looking forward to? And what do you think is next? Like, what do you want to accomplish? That's a big question. It is a big question. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. Going to solve interoperability. No, I I am not going to do that. I am going to it's going to continue to take more than a village. It's going to continue uh, because of our rapidly uh, our ability or rapidly ability isn't really the words I wanted, but <laughs> the rapidly emerging uh, technology, the way we use data, how, how that all works. Um, and the more folks get connected, you know, I think of Tefka as an example that if, if, all goes to plan, uh, you know, or, or more um, old old show references. If the plan comes, love it when a plan comes together. There's going to be so much information moving, and that is the um, kind of the impetus for that. We need so much more data governance uh, that organizations need to really be paying attention to where their stuff's going, who owns it, what's the consent look like. And I, I'm looking forward to 
to, to things like that, improve improving patient matching, how we improve um, segmentation so that patients have more control over what goes and doesn't go and, and how. Um, there's a lot to do around literacy, around, around sharing that here's why we want to share your information and, um, and the good it can do. So a lot of that is what I look forward to. Um, I also like to say that I want no data set left behind. So that's my other thing that I, I get on my many soapboxes about. I, I feel like I can hop from soapbox, soapbox kind of like Frogger. Um, but there are so many um, areas because we tend to focus, I get into different conversations where everyone's focused about what's in the EHR in like a hospital or health system. And like there's so much more information that we need to be connected to really help people. You know, we need more of um, all the long-term care, post-acute, assisted living, all of that, um, correctional and juvenile justice. We, ambulatory surgery centers really are not, they're out there on their own, especially if they're physician owned. They, they don't like to see me come in and say they should have better data collection. Um, some of the, the substance abuse, especially residential treatment centers, homeless management, foster care, dentists. Uh, okay, so, and, and my favorite, my new world that I'm living in now is genomics. So uh, that's, that's a, a big thing that can really do some good in the world. So all of these things somehow have to come together to give, um, give a better picture of a person and then get to what interventions can we do to help them. So, you know, and um, what's my other thoughts on that of, oh, just and kind of in the same vein that we've made so much progress. I mean, I, you, you, you were with me on day one of um, when Meaningful Use first came out, we're like, what, uh, how, we, what's this objectives and measure? <laughs> it was, and We've come so far from that. What have, what have EHRs become? What has certification become? Um, and it really had, and because of the incentives and the funding that were there, got us up really high. So we got we got this far, but with all those other folks I just mentioned, and even still, the folks you think are connected, the folks you think are electronic, really aren't using it. And why is that? So even though we keep we need to keep lifting the roof up, you know, like it even better, get cooler technology. Um, and, but we can't leave the, we gotta raise the floor. Other, other you know, these cathedral ceilings, you gotta get the, you know, there's cobwebs, how do you reach up there? You, the, you, we gotta get a little closer together um, so that we haven't left anyone behind. So data sets and, and providers and patients, we gotta bring them all along with us. So, and then I guess really the, the future, I'm gonna retire. And, but y'all aren't gonna be without me because then I'm gonna use my skills on my own time and maybe, you know, maybe do a little consulting if I choose to, but also volunteer more. So how can I work with a community-based organization and give them my experience to help them, you know, grow or partner or collaborate. So that's kind of my dream of what, what comes next. And it's so exciting, like all of these different areas that you're mentioning and, and thinking about truly that reflection of thinking about how far we've come. And mm -hmm. we've seen how far we've come in the past, I don't know, 
10 years, like to think back that it's been 10 years and to think how much progress has been made, but yet how much more there still is to go. It's exciting that there's opportunity. There is true opportunity to make a difference and to pull these pieces together. And I love that phrase of no data set left behind because really, you know, trying to connect these different things and have holistic person care, that's what we're striving for. We're striving for better care, for better outcomes. Um, That's why we do what we do in health IT and technology and interoperability and all the things. so it's exciting to hear you describe that as kind of what's next and and what other people can can focus on too and what your future plans are as well. Um, and so, you know, I want to bring that excitement back to your nickname because this health IT rockstar piece is a piece of your identity. To me, that is, you know, I think of Susan Clark, the health IT rockstar. Um, and I want to know from you how you've, embrace that like tell me more about the nickname and how you've embraced it because i think for me this is you know my outside perspective um you've brought it to not only your your professional role but also the volunteer piece and you touched a lot on that already and pulling these pieces together but it's become part of your you know personal professional brand of being the health it rock star so i want to know more about this and and how you've embraced it it's it's very exciting to me that this has really become a thing. I, it's really that, and just I'm I'm getting a LinkedIn connection requests from international interoperability people now, like from Germany, and like they're like, this is so cool. I not only am trying to connect the United States, let's go global, and that, <laughs> that so that's I think exciting that it could give me more opportunity and more opportunities to connect people and more opportunities to perform. So let's be self, so the personal, let's, I think having done this, it's really helped keep me excited about my work and what I do because I'm not losing those other parts of me that maybe I don't get to do any as much anymore um, that I can combine it all and inspire myself uh, to get animated and get motivated and um so yeah any, any anytime anyone wants me to come speak i'm probably going to do it uh, it's hard to say no um but the evangelizing so i think if i can um again it's not my day job to do all of this you know a little bit but not not to the extent i want to so so i think i could grow it even more if i had the opportunity like how how can we leverage this to get more people working together or considering things in their organizations that would help from a ground level to support the higher level. So the, that's what I would like to do. But, and also always, always learning. I, this is, it's because it, it's overwhelming, like in, in my brain, like you don't all want to be in here because this is, it's going all the time. Um, but it makes me even more excited to keep learning and getting more connections and how and how do we keep growing that and that's almost your superpower too uh the always learning piece and the always connecting piece so you've you know you've mentioned this throughout your background and what you do in a day-to-day uh capacity of these different puzzle pieces and how you pull them all together and see the bigger picture and that's how you're able to provide this perspective and 
Um, I just love that, you know, not only have you earned this nickname that's so unique and embodies you, but you've embraced it and you see it out on social media. Um, I know like there've been conversations around it on, on Twitter and uh, being able to connect people and using that almost as an opportunity for people to say, you know, tell me more about that. Like, tell me more about what you do. And it's almost an, an opener, you know, it's, it's a way mm -hmm. to get to know people more. Um, and so thank well, you for sharing more about that. Such an honor. I was just at the HEMA conference mm -hmm. and I had like Jennifer Mueller is the current president. Like, it's like, we were trying to connect the whole, she's like, I gotta find the health IT rock star. I gotta find, and then posted finally founder. And it was, it was on social media. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like mm -hmm. people are actually identifying with it and how, so any, any uh, tips that, that you or, or those that may listen to this want to share with me on how to leverage it even further. Um, this is, this is a new, new arena for me. How, how can we be, how can we make it even better to do more things? Sure. Yeah. I, and I just think it's so great, you know, these ideas of um, taking a subject matter or something that we enjoy, something that we're working on and finding other ways for it to connect people. I mean, that's part of the whole idea behind the Interop Hero Initiative was really to elevate these stories of interoperability. We frequently talk about the data and the numbers, but how is it personified? How is it real? And so you've just provided a great example of um, all of the different areas within health IT and pulling them together and seeing how far we've come and how far there is to go with interoperability and uh, and sharing of data to better help patients. And even then beyond that team interop, you mentioned it takes more than a village to make interoperability and other health IT things happen. And um, you know that was the whole idea behind team interop is we have different focus areas, but bringing them together or all putting concerted effort in our individual areas furthers our collective goal. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the more that we can celebrate these things like Interop Hero, like Team Interop, like being the health IT rock star and, and others uh, individual and organizational contributions to health IT, the better off we are. You know, we so often I think we don't celebrate our progress and we really, should we've we've come a long way in a short amount of time but we also like you mentioned it gives us the motivation to i think keep going and continue to make a difference as well mm -hmm. so um as we wrap up our conversation today this has been awesome and, and really exciting to hear about your background and how you got to where you are today and to celebrate you as an interop hero but i am curious so for the people listening in do you have any final thoughts or words of wisdom, anything you'd like to impart on the listeners today? This is so fun. Um, <laughs> some, actually, something you just said was one is, is really good that uh, it's the um, be believing in yourself to be qualified to be here that that I wish it was, you know, people, I think I've had uh, people think that I'm just really confident all the time because that's because I get so excited and I love what I do and um, I'm like but I'm not I look around and I go how did I get here why am I in this room with these people do I, do I belong here and and so we have to especially as women um 
keep giving ourselves those awards or I mean, even if there wasn't a, an interrupt hero uh, award for me today, I have to say, hey, oh, I've uh, finished this outline for this PowerPoint for ONC. Like, yes, and it's going to do cool things and you should be proud that you have <laughs> done or whatever. Anyway, celebrate every day. Um, but, you know, and one of the quotes I use for myself that uh, when I don't give myself enough credit or I don't know why I'm in the room or don't know how to get to the next thing. Um, and I can't remember who said this and I heard it maybe on a podcast. I think it was some celebrity. It said, do what got you invited. And I thought that was so cool because some days I'm like, should I be doing different? Should I be? And I'm like this, this is what got me to where I am being me. And so keep doing that. Um, I also invite yourself to, I'm, I'm not afraid anymore that if, if I, if I know there isn't a meeting or an initiative or something um, that I think I can contribute to, and they didn't think to ask me, I'll invite myself. So, and, and that's okay. Like maybe they just didn't think of it. Um, staying curious. We've talked about that many, many times, but that's, that's what it is. Uh, if you, want to know things are going don't settle and um also i think i want i added a note to myself to to say because i just did it before we came on today everyone should have a really good walk-up song so you need to have a song that makes you feel like a badass before every important meeting before every interop interview or presentation um, and so that's, that's what I do before I come on here. I'm like, uh, so, uh, today's was, uh, I am the fire by hailstorm in case you're wondering, I have a couple that go in rotation. So formation by Beyonce is also a good one. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's our next step as a community is coming together with that, like walk up playlist, you know, mm -hmm. Alan Hung has done an awesome job in the past of curating hymns, mixtape and and other things where people contribute their songs to uh oh, to a collective playlist and so maybe that's one thing that we need to take away from this is uh is building that out to amplify and, and amp ourselves up before some of these these conversations but mm -hmm. susan this has been wonderful thank you for sharing your background sharing your heart how you got here what you think is happening next or where you think we should go from here and especially I think the words of wisdom too of inviting yourself uh if you know you weren't initially thought of and seeing how you can contribute that certainly is key to ensuring we have diversity of voices and other people um participating in efforts and initiatives so thank you for that key advice and i think you know what i'm taking away is staying curious being excited um, and how we keep that going, you know, the different things that we do, how we can continue to, to connect people and technology and ideas together to advance Health ID. So thank you so much for, for being here today. Thank you. It's like a dream come true. <laughs> and for more interoperability hero spotlights like this, check out directtrust.org slash interop hero. And to hear more hit like a girl spotlight interviews and podcasts, check out the hit like a girl website or the hit like a girl YouTube page.